0: Cheers! Sure. After Dark, a podcast that has been forced to fight for its life. I'm Alex. When the game begins, reality
1: ends. What is real? What is not? (laughs) I don't know. This podcast is not real. I'm
2: Justin. Uh I'm Pete.
0: And you are listening (laughs) to out. I freaked Pete
2: out right there. Yeah, Pete just
0: climbed the wall. That was the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. Like a regular Spider-Man over here. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm real. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, But we are talking about Chapter 40, The Great Escape, (laughs) the latest episode of Riverdale. Very excited to talk about... This insane episode. Wild <laughs> episode. Absolutely wild episode. We're going to get into the recap, but I want to say something about this episode, in case I forget to say it later. That wow. And this season
2: in general. Before the, the recap? Before the recap. Yeah. I'm never allowed to say anything before the fucking recap. Well, hold on. I want to throw this
0: out to you guys, because I was really struck by dick. something this episode, which we talked on the podcast before, is that... This season of Riverdale is doing such a good job of balancing the cast. Yeah. And I, I, it was shocking this episode how much time everybody got to do different things, little moments that everybody got. Yeah. And there's a clear concerted effort to have everybody have their moments in the sun, which I think is nice. That's it,
1: all. Honestly, Riverdale is the fastest show on television. It is like the, it's like they have a different time yeah. code that they're moving through. Uh, it's like, there was it's like, like listening to,
2: different endings to this episode. Like listening
1: to a podcast on time and a half, that's <laughs> what an episode of Riverdale feels like in like a great way. And honestly, my takeaway from this episode specifically was Riverdale is the best superhero show on television. Wow! wow. No, like, no holds barred. This show has is way more superheroics going on than most every other superhero show. Wow. Uh,
0: Interesting. I want to get more into that in a second, but let's get into the recap because Pete demanded it. (laughs) Now, Archie is in jail. He is in juvie. He has been framed for murder that he didn't commit. And,
1: and he was both framed and then he admitted to it. <laughs> so, uh, well, which is a very rare thing uh, to have happen. I, mean, uh, I guess. Don't I interrupt know.
2: the recap.
0: You, you wouldn't believe it, but uh, I'm a lawyer, as we all know. Yes, and definitely. I find that people, my clients are... Uh, Pleading guilty all the time. Yeah, you represent a lot of archies. I do.
2: (laughs) A lot of of as rocks, dumbo's. (laughs) Get to the fucking recap. Sure. So, uh, yo,
0: calm down. Uh, So he uh, copped to a crime that he didn't commit. Got thrown in juvie, which is basically jail uh, called the Leopold and Lowe Juvenile Detention Center, run by a maniacal warden who drafted him to fight in a secret underground fight club. So his life is being threatened on a daily basis. Meanwhile, Veronica, using a very sneaky disguise as Monica Posh has legally been trying to get him out of jail. We'll see how well that works this episode. Yes. She, meanwhile, is also juggling a lot of stuff. Uh, she uh, opened a speakeasy. It's a no-alcohol speakeasy. A soda speakeasy. F- soda speakeasy underneath Pops' soda shop, so eating into that business. Which already. is, I think
1: Pops would be upset about that <laughs> yeah, a little
0: bit. It's all right. She owns Pops now. She owns Pops, yeah. So it's all good. It's all going to the same place. She's
1: dealing the soda up top and down below. <laughs> tell <That's like laughs> so you see on the overhead.
0: Yeah, so that's what's going on with Veronica, plus, of course, her regular clashes with her family. Hiram Lodge, of course, is manipulating everything that's going on in the prison, which we get more to this episode. Yeah, we Um, do. Meanwhile, on the other side of town... uh,
1: (laughs) (laughs) You thought that was crazy. Buckle up, because we're about to go even deeper. There
0: are... I know I'm going far afield, but there are so many conversations in this episode where people are like, hold on a second about (laughs) this crazy cult that's happening. Let's talk about how we we need to break our friend out of prison. I feel like
2: oh, that was that was a fantastic <laughs> moment.
0: That's such
1: a great moment, and I love how like you could begin any line in Riverdale with the line "I I know this sounds insane, but" and then they say, <laughs> and literally Betty says, "I know this sounds insane, but here's what we have to do right now." Right, and it's uh, very accurate. It's great.
0: So over on the other side of town, a evil role playing game called Griffins and Gargoyles has infected the entire town. Everybody is obsessed with it. As we found out the last episode, the game of Griffins. Gargoyles at least goes back several decades, and the parents of Riverdale were obsessed with it in high school. It may or may not have led to the death of their principal, special guest star, Anthony Michael Hall. Mr. Featherhead. Mr. Featherhead, Principal Featherhead. Uh, And in the modern day, it led to at least two more deaths as well as Ethel Muggs, who doesn't show up. this episode, is involved in some way. Uh, Betty is trying to investigate that. Jughead is kind of investigating it his own way, except as we discover towards the end of the episode, Betty Came down to visit Jughead in their secret underground sex bunker and found he was playing Griffin's Gargoyles with Tony, Cheryl, Sweet Pea, and Fangs. The classic game. <laughs> <The> classic <gang. laughs> All together again. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got to tell you, I mean, again, this is a little bit of a side trip, but the other day I went to a Hell's Agel bar. Hardcore D anD D Second Edition. Yeah, man, they love that shit. Exactly. So they're playing a Jughead, crazy expression on his face, It's like, "I've almost ascended, Betty. Almost ascended, made it to level three, that I can meet him, the Gargoyle King." Oh, by the way, there's a guy called the Gargoyle King, who's made of sticks and bones, and he's terrorizing the town.
1: He's very tall, as we established, but he might not be tall because Pete made a great point that costumes are a thing in real life (laughs) as well. Uh, You can't trust anyone in a mask. Uh, And the Gargoyle King has been around since the the parents' age. We learned in the Midnight Club episode. Um, and,
2: and it looks exactly the same in both then not, and now. Not much has changed.
0: Yeah, he hasn't aged. I want to know
2: his skincare regime. Exactly. Sticks. No, I think it's floating <laughs> babies over fires. I that could be, weird. or just meat. I'll just try
0: a bunch of stuff.
2: Yeah, cool. that's good. <laughs> it's get, all good. Finish the fucking recap.
0: No, I'm done with the recap. There's yeah. plenty more we'll get into, but I think we'll walk through it as we get into the episode. So let's kick it off, Justin. Let's
1: do it. Uh, so we pick right back up uh, with the game. Uh, we got Shoney, Chopaz, Sweet Pea, Fangs, Chilling, uh, they are uh, in it These guys are obsessed with the game In a way that we did not see coming I think Yeah. yeah. Right. Now,
0: we talked about this a little bit On the last episode of the podcast It's definitely weird to see A biker gang hardcore Into a role playing game yep. Yep. But like we talked about the last time I keep working through the fact that like People do get obsessed Like yep. Chughead in particular I think that this episode does a lot to justify The His obsession with it Yeah And because he is so into it I think that seeps Into everybody else I mean
1: I I get it though Like I know people That are obsessed With fantasy football And that is way less uh, Like directly You don't play that With people You play like On your phone And people are like Obsessed with it In in the same way So I feel like It's very It's very It's a little bit heightened But it's believable to me Right
0: And the other thing About it This is more on the Video game side of thing Than the role playing Game side of thing I don't know if you guys have ever had this, but but uh, certainly whenever I've hardcore played a video game, in particular, it starts to seep through into my life. Yeah, like oh I yeah. remember in a very bad way when I was super hardcore into Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Oh yeah. Like I'd walk around town and be like, oh, I could I could break into that
2: car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: this is much more low end uh, video game, but I played so much Doctor Mario when I was a kid. I would see pills. Normal in my day. Oh, that
0: was <laughs> a whole <laughs> thing. That was a whole wall. thing with Tetris. When people yeah. were obsessed with Tetris, you'd close your eyes and still see the Tetris blocks falling. Yeah, so, if you're doing it in your imagination, if you're doing it with the role play game, even for people like Cheryl and Tony and Sweetby and Fangs, who you wouldn't normally think would get so sucked into this thing, I think it does make sense. Yeah. Uh, so,
2: we start off with uh, Jughead doing the voiceover and he's playing, but we're seeing Archie in real life um kind of and it's a mission unsuccessful Archie tries to break out Archie and Joaquin are
1: planning a breakout it's all going well into a straight up battalion of juvie guards start lighting up people with do you what think we find out our rubber bullets right, yeah. they are
0: rubber bullets right it, okay, yeah uh, we sandwich. find they
1: mentioned that a little bit later uh, but it looks like these people <laughs> are just lighting up these teens mm-hmm. trying to escape from a very intense juvie yeah. uh Archie uh, at one point, Joaquin falls down. Archie goes back to pick him up because he cares for everyone, which later really bites him really in the ass. Really bites him in the ass. Really bites him in the ass. Uh, uh, then we, co- we come back to the game. Uh, Betty shows up. It's the scene we saw at the end of the last episode. and uh,
2: Betty kicks everybody out. She's like, no, this is my sex bunker. Everybody yeah. get the fuck out. I want to be alone. Yeah, in my sex part,
1: and he has a conversation with Jughead where he uh, is chilled out, and we get a really nice breakdown of why this one of the reasons this game is so addictive because it's an analog for Riverdale, the world that takes place in is called Elder I believe, and it is uh, it is. It's addictive because it's their reality just heightened.
2: Yeah, and so, it's funny how Jughead's talking about how fucked up their life is. And I
1: thought that was so... Uh, they're, what Jughead got does... Got a little meta there. He wraps up just, just all slightly. of the seasons of uh, of Riverdale into all leading up to this moment, which I think is such a smart way to... Justify all the insanity that's happened on this show in a yeah. good way and make it all one piece.
0: Yeah. Well, we talked about that. We kind of teased that or intuited that in the last episode when we were talking about how the parents had taken that original Griffin's Gargoyles game and spread it all over Riverdale, potentially laying the seeds of evil everywhere. Yeah. Um I I was a little split about the idea of trying to force the narrative. I think We're supposed to take away that Jughead Is going a little bit crazy this episode But at the same time He might be right right like Particularly with what happens towards the end There does seem to be This narrative that the Gargoyle King is forcing on Oral, all of Raverdale.
1: It definitely changes the way I've been thinking about my theories about who the Gargoyle King is. I guess we should talk about that later, but yeah, this, I, this episode I feel like had a lot of uh, directional clues into where we should be thinking.
2: Yeah, but uh, it was it was tough because it was like, he was talking like the only way to beat him is to keep playing and I was like, No, you're a crazy person. The only way to beat him is you and Betty gotta team up, go detective styles, chase this motherfucker down and you know, take care of business. Yeah, but that he's too way. far
0: gone. He's already played uh, San Andreas for like sixty hours at this point. Yeah. He's killing hookers left he's and right. He really he's is in it Now we know it.
2: why you like that game so much. No interesting
0: well I like the music. <laughs>
1: cool, man Cool, bro Oh, have you ever cool. just Tried listening to uh, music?
0: Whoa, whoa, whoa You can get music Outside a Grand Theft Auto game?
1: Yep I mean, they, Do they
0: sell that somewhere? Where do they sell that?
1: No, oh, you can Inside go to Inside a
0: car? Whose car do I break into? Nobody to? Oh, <laughs> You break into a car oh,
1: go, to a go to a nobody beats the Wiz <laughs> You'll be fine uh,
0: So uh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, Before we move on, though This is one other thing I know I'm talking Very grad scheme About the episode But I was very impressed By this episode overall I... Lily Reinhardt and Cole Sprouse's acting job in this episode. Yeah. Real good Yeah Like very good Like also, Lily Reinhardt Has definitely been on a roll Also with the flashback episode But there was Betty's forcefulness Throughout the episode or just her frustration With Jughead And then plugging forward With everything anyway I like that choice a lot
1: I mean it really pay, plays Into the, the dynamic of the show The show's driving so hard At all the story points They're getting to And Betty is sort of That audience surrogate Who's like Alright let's keep going Through this In a, in a good way uh, And I think that's Really
2: important Important. Also, when Jughead's playing, like, the Manic Gamer, I mean, that can look horrible, but he does it in such a way that it actually comes off, like, really believable.
1: And I thought it was, like, she even gets to, she turns so hard in this moment we're talking about and is like... She's like, you can't play the game. And then by the end of the scene, she's like, all right, play the game, but only in this sex bunker. I got to go do some other stuff.
2: Yeah, Yeah. which was weird. Don't leave him alone in the sex bunker. You know, that's bad
1: news. Yeah, then it changes. It can't be a sex bunker if you're by yourself.
2: Yeah,
0: exactly. She has a whole different name. I have some stuff to tell you. Oh, boy. What do you do Uh,
2: by yourself? uh, Anyway, so then we get Veronica, who's like, morning, evil daddy. uh, And there is a cold as ice little breakfast scene that went back and forth. And uh, Hiram that loves
1: running, and I like he's still wearing his high school. He's high school wrestling T-shirt. Right? Dude, he's a wrestler.
0: We're we're skipping over an important detail in the scene, which is that uh, uh, Veronica. I was about to say Monica Posh. Veronica is the reading real. the uh, Wall Beat Journal. Yeah, is the name of the paper. That's fine. Yeah. you noticed the name of the paper. Yeah, the name of the paper was Wall Beat Journal. Wow. That is a weird. What does that mean? Uh, Well, so Wall Street Street Journal, Journal, I understand, it's referring to Wall Street, which is a place where finances happen, and it's a journal, so it's writing about it. Wall Beat Journal means it's a paper that writes about Walls. Oh, uh, like yeah, I'm beat. on the wall beat. Yeah, I'm on the wall beat. We're writing about it at the Wall Beat Journal. Uh,
1: well, Wall's still holding tall.
0: Yeah. Uh, to be fair, there's a lot of news stories about Walls lately.
2: That's true. <laughs>
1: it's about, uh,
2: yeah, it's never been more popular. Oh, man, uh, I love
1: Walls. Uh, Hiram is indeed twisting the knife about Archie, yeah. uh, which sets up. Let's talk about this now, the scene later where um, Hermione comes home, and she's like, Hey! Yeah. You guys are both obsessed with Archie. <laughs> yeah. Stop talking about him. I don't want to hear it. She literally just like storms out and is like, knock it off, husband. You're obsessed with a, chi- a man child.
0: Mark Consuelos' expression, too, in that moment was so good where he, it looked like he was about to be like, no. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: I love Archie more than Veronica. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> and he does in a way. He no, ridiculous. He, he hates. He doesn't think Archie's good enough for his daughter. That's why he hates her. But somehow. he's obsessed no, but with him. He's obsessed. He's with
0: absolutely him. obsessed with Archie. 100%. Yeah, one hundred
2: percent. Because he doesn't want her anywhere near Betty. Well, here's the problem, or Veronica. I Currently, say.
0: he's the only member of his gag. He's lost <laughs> the two other members of his gag and his conciliare, Archie Andrews, because he's in jail. So Hiram Lodge is just running his whatever gag he's doing alone. Yeah. You know, his jingle jangle gag, I guess.
1: And truly, we don't know anything about the evil, what evil's been going on. I think, I guess next episode, we're going to start to get into that maybe uh, with the sort of uh, Injustice League that was formed at the end of last season. Well, here's
0: my theory, since we're touching on this. Last season had those two sections, right? You had the Black Hood in the first section, and then you went on to Hiram Lodge's overall plan before it ended up looping back to the Black Hood. I'm guessing at this point, we're going to have a very similar structure this season, where it's going to be Gargoyle King, Gargoyle King, come to a head by mid-season, or I guess in one or two episodes at this point. Right. And then when we come back, we'll be on the Injustice Gang and then it'll loop back to the Gargoyle King, and everything will come to a head by the end of the season. He's
1: been pulling the meaty stick strings the whole Ooh, time. All right. So Ooh.
2: then we get, speaking of Archie being obsessed with Archie, the Warden, who is super obsessed with Archie, uh, brands him. Yeah. Which I'm was, like, just the, the way he's talking now, I'm like, okay, Warden's the Gargoyle King. Super clear. Yeah. He is the Gargoyle You were like, King. he's the Gargoyle King. Yeah. Oh, I'm wow. going to spoil it a little bit for you. He's not the Gargoyle King. Yeah. Well... Now, this brings up an interesting issue. Do you think that, like, uh, maybe the Gargoyle King can be anybody? That it's a rotating I cast mean, of people? if you
0: believe it in your heart, you could be the Gargoyle King, Pete. That's
1: nice. Maybe you were the king the whole time. I most kings uh, don't rotate. It's usually <laughs> one person. So I feel like it's one person. Or it's a legacy person. Like, it's a, f- a passed-down situation.
0: Well, I'm going to throw something out at you, and this might be a little bit of a spoiler. Or it might be something that... People got completely wrong. This was... uh, Folks spotted this on IMDB, and somebody pointed this out to me the other day. Granted, total caveat, IMDB is mostly user-submitted, so it could be nothing, but there is somebody... Who is called the Gargoyle Knight, who is listed on there. Yeah. So my current theory is that whoever is in that suit is not the Gargoyle King. That is the Gargoyle Knight. That is a emissary of the oh, Gargoyle King. And we haven't even met the Gargoyle King yet. That's see, cool. but uh, We'll see. I don't know. Again, that's based on potential misinformation.
2: Uh, yeah, I think that's it's very like interesting. when you're running the game, you can make anybody put on that basket of an outfit and run around like the Gargoyle <laughs> King. What do you Think a basket is, yeah. Well, you know, that's that the King outfit is basically like a tarp and then a bunch of sticks. I think I speak Pete like a dead cow head when on, he's so. uh,
1: reminded of the Wicker Man, perhaps. And it's uh, sort of like yeah, the Wicker yeah. Man yeah. costume, and Wickers okay. are made of baskets. Baskets are made of wicker. Uh, I would also argue the rest, the mid season break, we have to deal with the farm. We haven't touched any farm uh, stuff right. Oh, like We have so much stuff. floating babies, show. we haven't even. Uh, But let's keep going forward. Archie's branded, uh, totally cool. He's getting a lot of tats and brands. Uh, He's got a great body.
0: Uh, Uh, Hold on. Let's pause there for a second. What are they doing to his body at this point? Because that guy, like... Takes off his shirt every episode. I'm starting after this episode. I felt real bad for the makeup artist who have to work on his body because everybody else is like, oh, I have a little tat that's, you know, in my underwear, so you never have to see it or anything, something like that.
1: In your underwear. I'm trying to think (laughs) of a place that you
0: don't normally see. Like, okay, Alice's tattoo is on her leg, right? Yeah. She's normally wearing pants, so it's fine. They don't need to put a tattoo on her. Archie is shirtless every single episode of the show. So first episode, they're like here's a giant hawking serpent tattoo. And then this episode this is jumping ahead. But they're like, great. Now there's a brand on you and also a huge stab wound. But it's front. also
1: the brand is sort of under the underwear line. Yeah. Uh, great place. for Uh, so what I,
0: else are people hiding in their underwear? I'll
1: tell you what, I'm <laughs> what are, <laughs> saying something's in your underwear is a very weird way to say it. <laughs> Let me just put that out there. Also, I have a, a tattoo hidden there and I'm not going to tell you what it is. Yeah. It's a clue to who the gargoyle. King is. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> uh, yeah, there's a lot of work that needs to be done on KJ. Yeah. Just
0: real quick, if you're listening at home, check your underwear line for clues to the cargo.
1: <laughs> they're <laughs> what there. The fuck. I promise you they're there. So Veronica has like a little Pete, meeting. Always driving forward with the plot <laughs> for some reason. Uh <laughs> so yeah, we have a Veronica meeting with uh a baby poutine. Uh, Elio. Yeah, Elio, Elio, yeah.
0: This is uh, last season. We met a bunch of suitors who came in one after the other to meet Veronica. This is one of the suitors. I believe she called him on the phone towards the beginning of the season or towards the end of last season. She needs some help. Yeah, she needs some help. So she called him this episode to come in. Um, w- there's been teases that there's a new romantic interest for Veronica. Some folks thought it was Reggie. Some th- oh, you're you're not. I think yes. it's
1: Reggie. You think it's Reggie? There's
0: a moment later in the episode. Shut the
1: fuck up Where Reggie and Veronica are going to the juvie jail to go see Archie And they look pretty happy with each other Take it easy Take uh, it easy
0: At this point though Even by the end and particularly by the end of the episode Varchie is so strong I I don't see anybody else coming out between it I think
1: think man Monica is real what? Man Monica. <laughs> Man Monica? Reggie Mantle and Veronica. <laughs> oh your boy. Bonge.
0: You're going to go for that instead of Veggie?
1: I'm going with Man Monica. Man Monica. Okay. okay. That's- if you notice, my um, hashtag names are the dumb versions of the good ones. <laughs> okay. so, that's why
0: I keep saying Shoney Shopaz. Yeah, no, no, I know. I like Shoney Show Pass. I kind of wish it was Shoney Shopaz. Uh, veggie is so good, though. Yeah,
2: veggie is good. Yeah, anyway, so... It's a good hashtag. Jughead... Real quick, Pete, what's your favorite hashtag? I don't have a favorite hashtag. All right, so uh, Jughead, it's like, hey, you listen, your one. friends are acting up. You got to pay more attention oh, sorry, to Sorry, real
0: quick, what's your favorite at midnight game? <laughs>
2: Wow, <laughs> uh, so Jughead loses. Like I am the game master. Like. So so yeah,
1: we jump back to um, the the folks playing the game: Shoni Chopaz, Jughead, uh, Fangs, and uh, Sweet Pea, the gang, as I've called them. Uh, we get uh, Shoni Chopas like, hey. I we just got shot when we were making out in this tent. Uh they were having a rendezvous as Cheryl says and um Jughead has to assert his dominance uh once again. He takes a can, puts it on his head Which and makes screams no, so- no sense. He says I'm the game master. I decide what's happening. Puts a can on his head and says "Fire dead eye." Very cool line. Yeah. Love that. Right. And Cheryl instantly lays out an arrow that goes right to the can. He's like, I run shit because I don't give a fuck about my
2: life. <laughs> that was a weird way to prove that you're in control, putting a can on your head. That's- it was.
1: And he's like, you want to do this? Sweet Pea, step up. He's like, no. And that's when the the 11-minute cold open to the episode ended because the title <laughs> card came up. And I was like, holy shit, this show is crazy.
0: <laughs> so, I love that. I, I, tell, I love this scene. I thought this great was great. Scene. I thought all the stuff of the Dead gang. Eye Yeah, Fire Dead, Dead eye, eye and the gang All having Yeah, it was great um, I do want to ask you About the Shoni representation In this episode Like, they were... On screen, a lot more than they usually were. And always together. And always together, which yeah. is great. But it felt like they actually had less to do than usual. Am yeah. I misreading that? No,
2: no, but you know, it's okay. You know, right? hopefully I next th- episode we'll get more.
1: There's so much going on this episode and yeah. so much shit. And they aren't uh, the focus right now. Like, right. Uh, Cheryl is sort of. Uh, Sort of a chess piece. Uh, she's the archer and she is. Uh, she stirs the pot a little bit, but she's mostly there. The plot is so focused on everyone else in this episode, uh, specifically Archie, who's been out of it for a couple episodes. So I, I agree with you, but I don't mind. I know they're going to come back. Yeah. yeah. All I right. I hope we get a full Shoney Chopaz episode this season. That is, uh,
0: yeah. Th- I mean, that's something that I feel like we're missing at this point. Yeah. I- and this is. Conversely, from what I said at the beginning about everybody being really balanced, as we go on, and we'll talk about this, it's great that Josie is part of the action. It's great that yeah. Kevin is part of the action. I don't want to take anything away from anybody, but going into the season, it felt like, all right, we're going to get that good showy stuff, and there hasn't been that exactly. Well,
1: and here's why. I think this season specifically is about legacy and like uh, the the issues of the parents manifesting in the kids and and Tony doesn't really f- relate to that because she's from the, uh, yeah. the south side so it, it, they have to deal with uh, have to have Kevin and Josie in there because they are part of the legacy situation. Mm-hmm. I do think once we sort of move past this the Midnight Club oh, was yeah. the flashpoint of that and we'll move forward into back to the present day well, story. And
0: particularly to your point Cheryl is so key to that because of everything that was going on with Penelope and Penelope yeah. was the games master back in the day that at the very least I think we're going to see a lot of Cheryl going forward. I do hope that uh tony is part of that as well yeah,
1: i think so uh, moving forward we have a scene between jughead and fp talking about uh gargoyles yeah uh, way back in the day and that's this is where we we have the theory that it all is at one sort of piece um which i have some theories about we'll talk later also um, jughead like losing it in front of his dad I'm, I'm the game master dad it is funny they have such a like they are father and son but they're also buddies they are of yeah. anybody they seem like Like Archie and uh, Luke Perry to use Pete's vernacular uh, They are friends but they're still Sort of uh, like big brother little Brother almost while Jughead And FP truly feel like buddies And I like that I like the difference In the familiar familiar
0: To get back to the Midnight Club Episode we learned that he basically Forced his own arrested development he was Actually growing up he was Going to be the big man in charge of anything And instead he took a step backwards He went back to his Roots, he did what his father was telling him to do So really A lot of the time in that relationship To me it feels like FP is the kid And Jughead is the parent, except here Jughead has gone so Out of the realm of sanity That FP has to Step in and then can't
2: Yeah, essentially So then we have the fun scene where Kevin and Josie are all at Pops with their parents. And can
0: I say Tom Keller is looking particularly Jack these days. Very
1: I think is huge. Yeah. I don't know what the deal is. I don't know.
0: Well they have Is that a clue? (laughs) It could be. I mean he To his great male fitness. I'm not wrong, though, right? Like, he was, like, noticeably huge. I didn't notice that.
1: Maybe it was the way he was sort of sitting or afraid, but his arms were sort of up, and he looked like an action figure. Yeah. (laughs) The head was sort of separate, being like, I love uh, Josie's mom. Yeah. Well,
0: we learned when he took off his shirt and approached Veronica that season one episode, I think, that he is super jacked. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, this is more so. This is pretty big.
1: I like he drops that he was on the Riverdale boxing team, which is something that didn't happen in my high school. (laughs) Yeah. Probably most because that's terrifying. Yeah. Uh, they, uh, Tom and uh, uh, Tom Keller and Josie's mom deny any connection to G and G, which I think is interesting. They were straight up lying to their kids, and uh, that to me is maybe a telling point. Maybe they're a little bit more involved with something bad because, like FP, it, it, like uh, Betty's mom admitted right up, told the whole story. FP was like, "Yeah, I was involved in that." These guys are totally disavowing it.
0: If this is, uh, I'm just kind of thinking through this now, but. If, in fact, as we find out towards the end of the episode, G&G is so much bigger than we thought it was, Uh, Sierra was mayor, Tom Keller was sheriff, it stands to reason that it would have gone beyond those high school games, and somehow, perhaps, everybody in a position of power in the town has been consumed by the Gargoyle King, consumed by this game for years at this point. So if that is the case... Yeah, then they are
2: they're they're very more com- deep in this. They're yeah. complicit
1: so they yes. have to lie.
2: And then they reveal that uh they're going to get married. Yeah,
1: they're going to get married. Cuz true
2: love never dies, guys. That's uh all right. What I mean. okay. okay. Jeez, okay. big strong uh, point. Yeah. yeah. Uh what do you think about this pairing? Are you
1: excited about this? Yeah. Sure yeah, I do not? think uh, <laughs> This is, relates to a theory You uh, wrote about um, uh, For Decider Like uh, Relating it to The Shakespearean uh, c- Clues that you found In the The Midnight Club episode I feel like They are very much Shakespearean lovers Who uh, The world has split apart And they're coming back together That puts Makes me think They are much closer To this action
0: but I'll throw out at you if we're going to continue the Shakespearean thing. It's probably not a comedy. It's probably a tragedy. Which means yes. whatever happens at their wedding is going to go something real bad. bad. And, I feel like yeah. the
1: wedding will be a big episode set piece and something bad. The gargo maybe that's where the gargoyle king yeah. first rears. This is I, here.
0: I don't know. I have no basis for this whatsoever. But as soon as they announced that they were getting married, I was like. As fun as it would be to see Josie and Kevin be brother and sister, nobody really in the town of Riverdale has two parents. So one of them, I think, is going to die, and I would err on the side of Sierra. Interesting. I think so. Again, that's
2: not really based on much. Yeah. Okay, uh, so then uh the next thing we see wow, is keeping us on track Veronica, this beat. Veronica being like I'd recognize those abs anywhere, great which was line. a great line. So uh,
1: uh Veronica goes to uh, the, the fight club the fight club, which is sort of off premises, mm-hmm. uh oddly. Yeah. Uh she so any spectator can go there. Yeah. Um Elio takes At her. At the
0: abandoned pool in Seaside.
1: Uh right. <laughs> Um, Elio takes her, and he's like, you're going to want to see this, and it's because it's her boyfriend fighting for his life on an almost daily basis. So,
0: I like this move, actually. There's a thing that Elio says to her when she comes in, uh, and he's like, I didn't want to tell you, so you didn't alert the troops. I, I, they did this a couple of episodes back, too, and we talked about it, but I love the fact that everybody is well aware that the Riverdale gang is like, we're on it! We're going to yeah. solve everything. So, Elio already knows, okay, I'm going to pull in Veronica, I'm going to not tell her what's happened, Because if I tell her Betty's going to show up, Jughead's going to show up, everybody's going to be here, they're going to blow this to pieces and ruin me. Um, But she does get to see Archie. She gets to see him fight. And then she goes down. She goes,
2: she we gets got 20 it. minutes. She gets and Archie an goes, no talking. Yeah,
0: oh,
1: don't dang. Let's <laughs> <laughs> to let those abs do the talking. And what yeah. a conversation those bodies
0: have. I really wanted her to be like, we only have 20 minutes. To be like, I only need three. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <you're right. laughs> he's been in juvie for a while, it's been bro. been a while, man. And, and, and as far as I know, well, there's no way of having sex by yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So what's a, he's, this is an exciting time. Oh, he
1: hasn't been... Uh, <laughs> It's his own sex bunker. I'm sure he used all 20. Uh, Oh, yeah. You're (laughs) sure? You're sure he used all 20? If you have 20 minutes... No, they have to. Let's see. Thirty seconds. to Take the clothes off.
0: <laughs> let's uh,
1: not break this down. No, we should. No. Let's see. What, how many thrusts per minute do you think he's getting these days?
2: Dude, come on, man. Okay. We don't have that kind of time.
1: Okay. Uh. Well. Follow. Uh, follow so, a podcast. Archie and. J- so how, much how much time?
2: He, sorry. Real quick. How
0: much time do you think yeah. they take looking for clues on each other's underwear line? Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, here is the fucked up thing. And uh, she immediately is. No, she doesn't notice the fresh brand on his body until the end of the episode. Yeah. Then she noticed. And then she put, I'm like, yo, what was going on?
2: (laughs) Maybe this was close. Maybe it was just, you know. Oh, they did some dry humping?
1: (laughs) That's what you're saying, they got there. They're like 20 minutes. Let's do do (laughs) What was that
2: gesture you just did? What what was that (laughs) gesture? What do you mean, the important? You don't leave your boxers
1: on. You You
0: just gestured to your crotch and then uh, brought your hat downwards.
2: What was that? I was saying he.
1: I'll take out over his pants. he came it
2: his pads? No. Yeah. Gave it pads. no, that's yeah. not what I'm
1: saying. Uh, Pete has said twenty minutes of dry humping is what wound <laughs> in and I'm totally fine with that. That is sex. I, technically. I will mention
0: when they check out his brand. He's also totally chafed on his front. <laughs> no more, no more dry humping.
2: Please. No, dry humping. Please, Veronica. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so they were like, all right, old-fashioned prison break. There's a huge drain that nobody notices. Uh, yeah, and Veronica is, like, pushing for a prison. Like, yeah. what
1: is this? plan is crazy. She gets She's the She's like,
0: I'll do research. I'll figure this out. I'll get blueprints. I also love that the complication here is that Archie is too big. Yeah. Like, his shoulders are too wide. He's too muscly. Curse those broad shoulders. Yeah, yeah Great to line. fit through the drain. That's delightful.
1: And so the, the scene when uh, Veronica walks in, uh, there's another scene with uh, betty and sort of the other side of oh
2: the gang, yeah when she walks in it, and,
1: and she walks in and is like uh hey, stop talking about this we yeah. stop talking about that plot point we have to deal with this other plot yeah. point right now for this episode only uh mm-hmm. which was super funny and why i think this is the best superhero show on television because they get shit done
2: they do they take care of business you know
0: other people get shit done like doctors or whatever
2: yeah oh cool <laughs> Bob Dude, the Builder. Uh, Not really, though, because you've got to schedule things out with the doctor. Postal months workers. In the head.
0: Postal workers. Every day. No, every they day they done. deliver mail. Yeah, that's true. They wow. get shit done. This is the best postal worker show on TV. i uh, uh, sorry.
1: Alex is running for president in 2020 and trying to get the, uh, <laughs> the,
0: vote post,
1: the postal vote.
0: You get the postal vote, you uh, get their stamp of approval. So, <laughs> love you
2: guys. Be- Betty has a fun line where she tries to talk to Jughead, and Jughead's too into the game. She's like, fine, whatever. I'm taking your bike.
1: Yeah, Uh, which Which is
2: really comes in the setup,
1: becomes important for the later plan. And so now we're getting into sort of the final, the big action set piece uh, that plays out for the back end of this episode. It starts Archie with having a chill dining session with the warden. He's like. I'm going to die now, right?
2: Yeah, he's like, I'm going to... Well, which I thought was very nice of the warden to be like, hey, you're, you're not going to live.
1: And he, then he quietly confesses the whole thing, how Hiram... Classic uh, villain monologue. ...bribed the other uh, dudes of the gang, how they're hiding in the woods
0: somewhere. Lots of shit happens in the woods. Well, hold on. There's an important detail there, is he mentions that they're probably hiding in the woods. They were each paid $10,000 a piece to sell Archie out. Uh, They're hiding in the woods, and he's like, but if you ask me, I'd go to this very specific mine and hide. Yeah. Which we don't deal with this episode, but it's pretty clear next episode,
2: Archie's going to track them down into the mines. I thought he was talking about the mine in Greendale for a second. I hope they connect to the mines. I hope they see Satan down there. Same mine.
1: Oh, that would be wild (laughs) and totally uh, believable. Yeah, Uh, yeah, I agree. And I feel like this uh, season is all about the, sort of the Riverdale map in general, and that was definitely putting a flag in a future place. Uh, I love the moment where the, the Warren confesses to believing in the Gargoyle King, and oh, then he yeah. lifts up a tiny little chalice that he's sipping. I thought we
0: were going to see one of the symbols watching. on the bottom of the chalice. I was surprised we had. He didn't. literally holds
1: it up, and we see Archie's point of view, and we never see the reverse, and I thought for sure it was going to yeah. be a symbol on Do the bottom Do you think
0: maybe they filmed it and then decided not to use that? Or, or maybe it's going to be something a clue they
1: find later. Uh, sure. Something like that, Yes. Uh, maybe Archie will be like, oh, I saw that. He right. uh, saw that sign before.
2: Then we kind of have the dual Jughead-Betty voiceover where the uh, So I
1: is. love this construction for the end of the episode. Uh, we have Jughead and the, uh, the rest of the gang playing uh, Griffins and Gargoyles in the sex bunker, and then we have this massive uh, uh, rescue of Archie, and Jughead's uh, narration, uh, DMing of the game is matches exactly with what's happening yeah. in the and action. I'll
0: tell you while I was watching this, I thought it was super contrived until the thing that happened at the end, which we'll get to in a moment.
1: See, I thought it was so the way and uh, yes, uh I think that we're talking about the same thing, but yeah. they played it real the entire time. It wasn't just a yeah. gimmick or a device. Jughead was literally he had written the plan and it right. happened Uh, Well, okay,
0: I'll I'll just jump ahead just to be totally clear about what I'm talking about, and I think we are talking about the same thing, where the entire time I was watching it, I was like, oh, come on, how could he have written exactly exactly what was going on, until the moment to the end, he refers to Archie as the Red Paladin throughout the story that he's created in his trailer, he's written all of himself, and then at the end... The warden refers to Archie as uh, the, the Red repel- Paladin, and, and they've never talked. Yeah. And that's the mo- that was, to me, the biggest oh shit moment of it the episode. It was chilling. It was so it's, cool. It's insane. And retroactively made that whole thing much stranger and much more interesting. But what did
2: that mean? Did that mean that the Gargoyle King is writing the stuff and he's
0: just reading it? I don't think we're supposed... Here's... Okay, if you want to go with the mystical interpretation of it, the mystical interpretation is that the Gargoyle King is some magical figure uh, imbuing the entire town and everybody in it and controlling it with some sort of mind control or something like that. And there is an actual game of Griffin's gargoyles going on. The other option... Isn't clear at the time,
1: but we don't know. But I think it will be explained in a non mystical way, absolutely. And I think one way is uh, because we see later that the the warden has a card that says, Kill the red pallet and kill Archie. I I feel like Jughead has already been in more contact with the gargoyle thing than we've been, we've seen so far, and maybe
0: even than he knows because he's red. The manual, we don't know what's in the manual. Yeah. There might be Paladin or Red Paladin or something like that in the manual. Um, there's clearly this language you use when you're playing Griffins and Gargoyles. And if you are deep into it, you could potentially make those logical leaps. Yeah. But still, that moment towards the end is so great. Really well done. It makes that whole sequence
2: so much better overall. And the journey to get there really worth it. So yeah. then we have the uh, well, tip. Go ahead. Intimidation spell, which I thought was amazing. Right, so and then we see these, Veronica. There's all
1: these great connections between the game, where you must use your uh, intimidation spell. We yep. see Veronica intimidate the guard. Very loose security at this fight. A lot right. of real ah
2: shucks security guards.
0: Right but out of the, the RG the comics.
2: Resurrected hellhound. Uh, what a reveal that was. Oh, are, so
0: let's. Uh, so I think we could just leave it as. He's describing it in Griffins and Gargoyles terms. Meanwhile, let's talk through the plan. Let's talk through what actually happens. Well, first off, we see
1: this like uh, MacGyver A team uh, sequence where the Riverdale gang like makes smoke bombs (laughs) in soda Mm -hmm. cans, which was very cool. Uh, Then we see uh, Joaquin kiss Archie and then stab Stab him, him, which like Judas. uh, uh, Well, actually,
0: that that to me was the first oh shit moment where you're like, oh, this Griffins and Gargoyles thing is much bigger than we expected. Right
1: when Joaquin said. I need to ascend, and it was like, oh, shit, wow. We didn't expect to see we didn't we we know these stories are happening at the same time but they seem completely unrelated and then suddenly it was like oh shit it is all one piece like yeah. jughead wasn't just making this up like it is one contained universe we are in yeah anyone.
0: and to follow the Joaquin thing he stabs him he gets let out of juvie he's running out and he sees kevin keller outside they have a brief moment he's which like, i
1: really
2: like the different a lot. gang now that was a big yeah. crazy yeah. reveal yeah
1: the gargoyle gang yeah uh reggie and veronica show up they are looking good they're looking like a great match a couple and I no, love they're it. not. They look great. They look no, great they together. Didn't. They're no. beautiful together. Man no. Monica is real. No. Uh, and that's the hashtag I'm sticking with. <laughs> uh the, uh, the intimidation spell, as we said, uh, Archie um, has to fight Mad Dog, who is back, and fucking jacked Morty's yeah.
0: huge. I thought it was great. We talked about that being a possibility that Mad Dog was yeah. hidden somewhere back when they randomly were like, oh, he died off screen. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. clearly what they were doing was they were keeping him locked away until this moment so that he could kill Archie. Oh, man. They were sort reveal. of brainwashing him. Archie is like, it's me, Archie. Yeah. And then gets the shit kicked out of him. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, then- everybody is up top watching it happen. Josie is dressed as a waitress, comes over with their non-alcoholic drinks because the teenagers. Soda stri- rears
1: its ugly head once again. Yes. The dangers of soda. I want to say one thing about uh, Mad Dog and Archie. It's like when you play Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, and your Little Mac,
2: <laughs> Archie's Little Mac,
1: <laughs> and Mad Dog is, like, Mike Tyson, who's, like, yeah, yeah. three times as big as... good it. observation. Uh, thank you. I live my life in an original
2: and Nintendo video the, game. And <laughs> then, like, on all boxing, uh, there's a lot of, like, hugging, talking about plans and what they're going to actually do. You
1: can talk. Well, they're in their pool, so there's a little bit of distance there. We get a quick shot of Betty working on cars, because, remember, she does that. Yep. Uh, yes, we suck. She does machines. Yeah. She's she the Donatello of the show. <laughs> yeah.
0: She also lo- picks locks. Uh, uh, that's No turtles do that I'm sorry Could you No not, turtles Never do that. say that again
2: <laughs> uh, Veronica sees Hiram There's like a, Oh yeah And what is, It calls Hiram Like the demon Or something That was yeah. crazy
0: Great moment there yeah. uh, I, I thought this was
2: great Because Even
0: though the Monica Posh outfit Was definitely a step up This episode It's still Ludicrous That anybody wouldn't know That was Veronica Lodge mm-hmm. One of the most famous Citizens of the Riverdale True that So that her father Immediately was like Veronica. Yeah. yeah, Come on. I thought that was nice. Well, By it way.
1: fooled literally everyone else. Right. <laughs> so I can't really blame her. Yeah, I guess not. Uh, Mad Dog uh, finally rattles out of whatever brainwashing he had happening. He, sa-
2: he says he'll hold off the guards, which was so nice. And
1: he, like, that was a great just action moment. And there's, oh, like, okay. the smoke bomb's going off, and Mad Dog is just r- setting up. That to whole hunt-
0: sequence was shot. So. so well, yeah, th- very good. picking up the smoke bombs out of the soda, throwing them into the pool, the smoke filling it, him fighting it, Archie slipping away through the pipe. All of that was great.
1: Very yeah. good. Uh, Archie comes to the end of the pipe. Very Shawshank, still using those refs. And uh, Betty's, Betty's there. there. He Pickin looks at lock. her. L-O-V-E, motherfuckers. It's on. Nope. Yep. Nope. Barchi is happening.
0: <laughs> so would you say metaphorically, the way that he comes out of that pipe, it's very like a birth. There's goopy liquid everywhere. He comes out almost naked, fresh, clean, ready for a new romance with Betty.
1: Exactly. I don't know why nope. you added the birth stuff, but totally cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, because Betty's like crazy into babies. And you know how uh, babies always fall in love with the doctors <laughs> to <that> deliver them.
0: <laughs> I'm still in touch with my doctor. Yeah. That's uh, We're talking about vampire babies, right?
2: Like in Twilight? <laughs> yeah. Nice. I- so, so then... Uh, <laughs> seamlessly moves so like, oh, hey, on. So Jughead's like, hey, No,
0: I want to talk about this moment for uh, just a second more, because uh, I, uh, what I liked about this, I don't think it was a romantic moment. I think it was... Betty, How dare you? I, Betty has not visited Archie, as far as we know, on the show. Yep. Seeing them together, seeing them laughing, seeing her take care of him, it was a friendship moment to me. It was... Mm-hmm. They have this connection... I'm not against the romantic connection. I just think we're not there yet. All I'm saying
1: is we have Reggie and Veronica working together. And then we have uh, Archie and Betty working together. Isn't that a different combination of people? Uh, I think anyways. I'd like to point you to a
0: little movie called When Harry Met Sally that proved men and women. Oh wait, they can't be friends. No, that's what
1: we were. Oh big Oh shit! Uh-oh. Oh back up! Bang so up. anyways, I'll have what she's having.
2: They're like Jughead. What happened? What's going on? And Jughead, for the first time, seems a little lost and not manic about the game. But then I'll. Somehow Archie finds the sex bunker and falls right through the ground. Well, hold on, but before
1: that though, like we have uh, the deception. Archie or er, Jughead's a little bit lost in the game. He's like, I yeah. don't know what happened, yeah. and that's when we have the deception with uh, Kevin on the back of the bike, and we see that Archie did get away, and that's when we have the moment from the warden where he's like, "Where's that the red bike
2: switch?" Was
1: awesome, very cool, and I the way that the uh, the game and reality cross over there, where Jughead, it isn't all planned out. He's doesn't understand and then reality finishes the story yeah. so there was the intermingling of reality and the fantasy of the game that uh proved it fully crossed over at the end there that i thought it was so good
0: yeah and, and then, then archie's
1: we... like where the fuck am i so then archie drops into the bunker yeah uh, archie bunker and
0: i this is getting back to what i said nice uh Earlier, you get to see everybody together, which I don't know that we've ever really seen that on this show. The full gang. The full gang all together, very similar to the parents in the previous episode. Um, which I just thought was super neat. Everybody had their own jobs. Everybody had their own things to do. They're all talking about how uh, they have to work for this common purpose. Veronica takes charge, yeah. which I think yeah. is great. She makes a pact. She makes a pact with everybody, very similar to the parents' pact. To the pact, grave, yeah. Which didn't work out very well for anybody.
1: And that's too many people for a pact. Yes. You can't have that many well, people for a pact. Well, it
0: immediately falls apart. Uh, we didn't really talk about the thing that happens with Wait, Reggie and Josie and Kevin. Falls apart. What? So Reggie, Josie, and Kevin early on get recruited by Betty to investigate their parents. That's why they're talking to them. Uh, Josie and Kevin are like, oh, man, we hit a stone wall. Reggie's dad hits him. Yeah. Like straight up, which is something that I think we're going to see Reggie's dad next episode, I believe. Um, We're going to have to deal with that pretty much immediately.
1: Yeah, I think so. Uh, I love the moment where Archie is like, wait, what's all this? (laughs) griffin's like he has no idea about any of this shit which i think is super funny because he's been in jail this whole time
0: Uh, boy i can't wait to see what stupid shit he does once he finds out about all of this
1: he's like oh it's like checkers got it (laughs) (laughs) i'm good at this yeah uh do we have the moment i like the idea. he's gonna
0: immediately run into the woods and try to beat up the
2: gargoyle yeah that's what's gonna or he's
1: gonna eat the (laughs) 12-sided die whatever Uh, whatever makes sense i also is that a
2: (laughs) gumdrop i also thought it was smart classic archie catchphrase (laughs) How Veronica was like, let's make this pack so Archie can, like, why the cops are looking for him because he's an escaped convict, he can hide out in this bunker. Yeah. Yeah, I like that.
0: It's going to make it super awkward when uh, Jughead and Betty are fucking next yeah. to him. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. Easy yeah. to make a mistake. Yep. Uh, with who you're having sex with. Oh, bad. Uh, that could be any George combination. So
2: then <laughs> Betty and Jughead are talking about the fact that maybe the uh, warden is the gargoyle king.
1: Well, hold on, hold on. We have the scene with uh, your obsession with Archie Andrews is going to destroy us uh, with Hermione that we talked about. Super funny. Uh, Reggie, Kevin, and Josie have sort of a separate game. They start a separate game, which I thought was interesting. They yeah. get their own manual.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, so everybody has a manual at this point. It's been yeah. passed out to everybody at Riverdale High. Um, I think... Uh, I, I like this moment a lot. First of all, because it gives them, again, their own thing to do. And yeah. it forms them as a unit separate from everybody else. Uh, but also, it really it underscores what we've been learning all along about Griffin's Gargoyles, that it's just that first step to be like, well, I got to play it for this reason, because it's fun, yeah. because everybody else is playing it, because I'm Jughead and I like writing stories. Yeah. Um, any of those reasons, for them, it's we got to find out what everybody is keeping from us, and that's a real bad road that they're about to head down. Yeah.
1: yeah. I feel like this episode really expanded the, the possible Gargoyle King options. Yes. Like, it can be... Almost anyone, it could we've be almost anybody, seen. and
0: also the fact that Betty keeps insisting it's one of nine people almost clearly indicates that she's wrong.
2: Yeah, uh, also, I really like the part where he was like, Man, I can't believe we pulled off that prison break, and I was like, Shut up!
0: Yeah, That's I loved
2: fine. Reggie in this episode. Reggie was good, he's so good, he is yeah. Archie, but even dumber
0: and better.
1: Yeah, uh, perfect for so. Veronica. Ooh, uh, stop that.
2: Uh, so then uh, Betty's like, Jughead, why don't you go home and get some sleep? Well, leaving I- her with who? Archie. Leaving her alone. With Archie. That was a weird move. I was that like, was a weird
1: doing? move. What it's doing, almost Betty? like Barchie is rising. Oh, oh man. man. No reason so, to send old Juggy away unless you want some uh, QT on the DL. Well, should so we talk AA. about where
0: the episode ends? Yeah. So, uh, yes. wait, so then. Okay, oh, yes. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, we should mention, of course, that the warden kills himself. That's yeah. probably important. Yes. Uh, he kills himself with cyanide. Uh, that straight
2: out of the G&G. Straight out of G&G. He didn't seem happy
1: that he was doing it. He
2: Yeah, he was pissed that his he, game
1: ended. He felt like he, uh, he out of failure, he didn't kill the Red right. Paladin as he was tasked with, so he had to die, which... It uh, contradicts the ascension and drinking the blue cyanide was how you are good to be with the Gargoyle King. So I think that's an interesting difference. I don't know exactly what that means. Right. It's
0: it, Maybe it's, they've said it before is your game has ended. Yeah. So it might be either thing. It might be, yes, you get to ascend, you get to be with the Gargoyle King, or just your game is over, so you die. Yeah. I, Which, I, I agree with you. I think it'll need to be firmed up. We'll have to find
2: out even more of the rules of Griffith And at this Griffin's point, Congress. we're at like eight different endings to this episode, but still goes on. We see Jughead in the woods, alone, walking home. F- sees the Gargoyle King... Oh, shit, it's a motherfucking Gargoyle and, King! And starts to bow towards it.
0: Yes. No, that, yeah,
2: he doesn't run. Like, what the fuck? That like, he kind me- of, like, comes around the corner and goes, oh, shit, it's the Gargoyle King, and doesn't then turn to run, which I thought he would do, wh- which is a natural reaction.
1: Which I think points to my theory that uh, Jughead has been in contact with the Gargoyle King, and that the, the game that he DM'd that was underscoring the prison break was... Uh, given was the, the notes were given to him by the Garcoiling. King.
0: I, I took that scene as Jughead is going to cheat on Betty with the Garcoil King, mm-hmm. and we're going to all start
2: shipping Garhead. No, uh, no. oh, interesting. Gar-head. No, I, I took that as like he is so cocky from the game. That he was like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm not running. I'm going to face it. So
0: I, I, here, here's my theory about it. I think Jughead is very deep into the game and very obsessed because it's storytelling. His novel sucks. He knows that. Oh, come on. So <laughs> he's like, finally, on, something that I can write properly. Yeah, um, and you. so he's delving hardcore into it. Uh, but I don't think he's actually lost. Like, I think he is actually playing the long game. And I think he said... Up front, he was like, I'm going to keep playing this until I meet the Gargoyle King, and I'm going to figure this out.
1: Yeah, and I'm not saying he's like on the side of the Gargoyle King. I just think yeah. he's been hiding the fact that he is deeper oh, really? involved. No, than I
0: think that was the first time you saw him.
1: You, yeah, you think, I think he has, an, and maybe this goes to it's a, the Gargoyle Knight, where he's still playing hard because he's met this stick meat man in the woods, and it's mm. not the actual king. Interesting. Um well, yeah.
2: whatever it is, it's a weird, creepy moment. This, right. sh- this show is amazing. Yeah. All right, a wow.
0: couple of things before we go. Uh, first, actually, a bunch of things before we go. Uh, some of you wrote us on Twitter, so let's read through a couple of comments here. I'm going to open them up. All right, so first of all, this is from Ryan Hensela uh, on Twitter. Do you think we'll see Tony's backstory this season? Do you think Choni will ever get as much screen time as Bughead and Varchi? Finally, do you think there will be an episode of the season where they have some homecoming dance or a dance of some sort. Oh, oh yeah. That's nice. definitely going to be
2: a dance. Yeah, we
0: haven't
1: done a lot of high school things. This season. <laughs> These, right. They're they fully only went to school to build bobs this episode. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was the only reason.
1: Um, yeah, I think we're... Uh, I probably going to be the wedding where we get some dancing. Uh, there may be some dancing at the wedding. I think we are going to get a Shoni Chopaz episode as Baxter and Tony Topaz. I don't know. I, I, don't, I think maybe she just doesn't fit in with the legacy narrative. There's already so many characters yeah, there. Yeah, I
2: think that they're saving that for later
0: I think that would be great Like I'd love to find out more About her parents And her backstory yeah, for and, sure. and all of that But right now There's no time for it Yeah you know? There's just not Like even if you get Into a Shoney storyline Like we were saying It's gonna end up being All about the Blossoms All about Penelope Because that's tied up In the current Mythology of the show Yeah I also frankly think For uh I was about to say better for worse, but slightly for worse. I don't think Shoney will ever get as much screen time as Buckhead and Varchi. Maybe there will be an episode. I think an
2: episode. yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I think they'll get an episode. I hope so. We'll all see. All right, this is from Thankful
0: for Tacos. There's two parts of this. If Penelope was adopted and groomed to marry Clifford, this is talking about the stuff we learned last episode, yeah. do you think the Blossoms adopted another girl for Claudius? If they did, maybe Claudius' sister wife will make an appearance and has something to do with G&G. G&G started two Whoa. years after Claudius disappeared. Maybe she was acting out because the Blossoms neglected her after he left and she's come back for some reason.
2: Oh, wow. That's wow, a fantastic that's idea.
1: Inventing a whole, a, a new character that we haven't heard anything about um, I I think that's definitely a possibility I feel like they dropped this clue of uh, the Penelope uh, Clifford connection, oh, yeah, and that's a major going to become a major story point.
0: Yeah, and I, I do think we are going to see Claudius again. Like we said, the whole injustice gang has very much been off screen. We've seen Penny, we've seen the Ghoulies a little bit, we've seen Hiram, of course, but we haven't seen Claudius. Uh, oh, really, and,
1: Penelope? Yeah,
0: we also saw Sheriff Minetta. Um So. He's the one that's off screen. I think he's off to it somewhere, and I think he's going to come back sooner rather than later. Probably
1: just duct taping those sticks together.
0: Yeah. Uh, This is from Anais Bell. I have a theory that Sierra and other characters have something to do with the Gargoyle King. What are the chances that the Gargoyle King is a known character?
1: I think a big chance. Yeah, I
0: think 100%. I don't think, other than Edgar Evernever, I don't think we're going to meet any new characters that are going to suddenly turn out to be the gargoyle king this season.
2: Agreed. I don't and I don't know, know think it's going to be this this ever, show, ever, ever. you ever, never. You can't put the show in a box, man. The show is, is uh, insane. That's the expression that they use. You can't put the show in the box. <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, also, an Isabel says, uh, when does the half season end? We don't have the full dates yet. We know that there is this episode that I believe there's a week break, then the next episode. Um, I don't know how many are before the winter. It is coming back. I believe January 16th, I want to say, is the mid-season, but we're not sure how many episodes oh, man. before that. It's, yeah. it's
2: not enough. I mean, yeah, maybe more. it's like three or four, though.
0: Yeah, it's not a lot. Yeah. Uh, I hope we get a Christmas episode. That would be nice. That'd be sweet. Uh, Joella Alhuez you know, says, a Hanukkah episode. Yes, uh, of course. Uh, Do you think Barchi will ever happen to get good storylines? How will their relationship progress? Also, love your podcast. Aww. Aww. Aww, love you, Joella. Uh, wh- I'll turn this over to you, our Barchi expert. Do you think it's going to happen, Justin? I, I think I'm not there's sure. A, there's a lot of clues pointing to it. I'm, nope. I mean,
2: uh, they're I have Just playing think with it, your emotions, they're never going to deliver on it. No, I I
1: right. think this the whole Riverdale universe is being shaken up. They've sort of combined all the seasons into one long narrative, and I feel like anything can happen in this. And they've been able to maintain these relationships for two and a quarter seasons so far. It's time to shake them up. No,
2: don't you dare! This uh, show is, is too real. crazy. You can't. Man, just Monica's throw real. The
0: <laughs> you can't just roll the I, dice I gotta tell you One of the things that I And we've talked about this before On the podcast To the point that you're saying One of the things that I really love And respect about the show Is that they have kept The relationship yes, steady Yes, thank you it, There is also So much going on I don't know how there is Ever time <laughs> for relationship time? drama. Yeah. Like, to, to take a pause. Buckle up, bro. There's time. <laughs> it, to take a pause from everything going on, and Veronica be like, I don't know about Archie. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's I don't too... Know. He has yeah. all these stab wounds around his abs now. I guess I'll go hang out with Reggie. I don't know, though. The clues to
1: me, they're so strong. Like, uh, Veronica wearing a blonde wig and being with Archie, and, like, the... That feels like it's sort of a <laughs> Betty you analog. She's Archie's
0: going to make a mistake? I don't think <laughs> it's a like, mistake. You're Monica Posh, right? And no, Bar- Betty's going to be like, yep.
1: It's starting to just point us in that
0: direction. What here's, what I, here's what I take away from the wig. If you really want to look at it, you had Betty in the dark wig for the first two seasons, right? Mm-hmm. She made a very clear choice to no longer be dark Betty at the end of season two. She was putting that wig away. She wasn't going to delve into her darkness anymore. What Veronica did is she went bad. She broke bad. Over season two, wearing that blonde wig to me is she's going to be a good girl now. That's the opposite of what Betty was. Doing. She was using or, the
2: wig to break into places and do or, bad stuff. Yeah, if but you that, think Riverdale, about that's like good stuff. Or you think about <laughs> oh, cool. the wigs all pointing back to Clifford Blossom. All wigs the, lead back to Clifford <laughs> Blossom, <laughs> which is uh, you know the Gargoyle King. Uh, We got we got one last Twitter comment from
0: Sweetwater Hiram Lodge is the Gargoyle King. Back then he wanted to break up Hermione and Fred, and now he wants to keep Jughead and Betty from investigating him. I'm going to throw this out to you. I think Hiram Lodge is just dick.
1: Yeah, he's just a regular uh, dick. He's an Uh, epic dick.
0: Yeah, I cannot imagine Hiram Lodge walking around in a stick and bone costume. Yeah, Yeah. I I just don't. Also, I I
2: don't think he could stand that game.
0: Yeah, I think yeah. he is his own type of evil, you yeah. know? So I don't, I don't yeah, he need to it's dress possible. He's
2: the head of the octopus.
0: The, what? The octopus. Pin. Oh, the octopus gang. Yeah. Got it. Not like the sweet succulent part of the uh, body. What? A what? <laughs> Before we move on, who do you think the Gargoyle King is? What's your theory for this episode? Gargoyle King, Gargoyle King.
1: Uh, my uh, theory is the way that Jughead talked about the uh, entire seasons, all the everything that's happened in Riverdale, all the darkness, makes me think more than ever that it is Clifford Blossom. I think that... Uh, Not Claudius, but Clifford? Clifford, yeah. Back alive? Or a combination of Clifford and Claudius. I think it's the, he made, this episode made a big effort to say it's all one story, and to me that means that a villain can come from the past and come from back. None of that is resolved, so Clifford reemerges as the man who's been behind it the whole time.
0: I'll Uh, throw this out to you, and I don't think this is true, but if it turns out to be Clifford back in the day, what if it's Jason now? oh, Oh man,
1: to bring back, that would be Wild because we've also seen his body like stuffed into a freezer.
0: (laughs) Uh, There's all this adoption stuff that we found out with Penelope, all these redheads. What if, uh, crazy theory, I don't think this is true. What if Jason and Cheryl aren't twins? What if Jason was twin boys, just like Claudius and Clifford, and Jason died, but there's another one that looks exactly like Uh, him?
2: Jesus, sage. Pretty wild. Yeah. Uh, So I'm. Good to say uh, uh learning about the night thing, I think that uh the gargoyle thing is kind of like a mantle that different people wear. A regimental man- Uh they're part of a like Mickey a secret mantle. <laughs> a secret kind of cult. A Christmas mantle where they kind, of they kind of take turns. They kinda take turns being the Gargoyle King. Uh, but I definitely think the warden uh, was the gargoyle king for a while, and I also agree uh, Cliff is in there.
0: I'm gonna say 100% definitely the warden was never the gargoyle king. No, no you can say that
1: if you want. He was just a player in the game, yeah.
2: Uh, and I
1: think we're gonna find out that everyone's always been playing this game because
2: they talked about how uh, the gargoyle king is also a person of power in real life, and the warden running a prison, you know, is a well, person of power. Let me power.
1: throw this out to you also. Is there a chance that the Gargoyle King has his uh, uh, tentacles, for lack of a better term, everywhere? And maybe the Injustice League is not part of the Gargoyle King and they will end up fighting the Gargoyle King? Ooh, I like Mm. that idea. That would be fun. Because it feels like Hiram operates... Like you said, he doesn't put yeah. up with this shit. Yeah. So he operates outside of that. And the other way, I think another player, and again, the map being very important to this season, um, the farm. The f- We haven't seen how the farm's going to play in here. I also think the farm is where Barchie is going to get real. Because oh, I think man. Betty and Archie are going to go to the farm <laughs> together. Archie's hiding on the farm while he's clearing his name. Betty's there seeing what's up. Yeah, my, <laughs> my man.
0: Uh, farms <laughs> are the most romantic places I can think of. Exactly. <laughs> Rolling the, roll the hay, you know what that means? Get a bunch of animal shit all over you. (laughs) (laughs) Yup. Yeah. That's what I mean. Speaking of which, this
2: episode only, Betty or Veronica, who won the episode? Pete. Betty. All day. All day. She's, you know, picking locks, uh, you know, helping Archie, uh, telling Jughead what's right. Uh, She is a fantastic, fantastic person.
1: Uh, I'm going to choose Veronica. She, I feel like the difference between Betty and Veronica in this episode was Veronica was like the top of the wave, just like hanging 10, just like running shit while Betty was behind the wave, being like, wait, what are we doing? That sounds insane. Okay, here we are. (laughs) Uh, so I'm definitely on Veronica. She was like a total, Fire this episode,
0: yeah. She was great. I agree with you. I'm also gonna go with Veronica, even though I really like the acting choices that Lily Reinhart was making this episode. Yeah, Veronica was awesome and got everything done. All of the moments with her was great. That uh, what would you say, 20 second sex scene that they had was pretty good. Yeah, uh, 20 and seconds, it's all actually, yeah, 20 seconds. Lots of dry hopping after that. Yep. Um, it was raw
1: and also we saw the beginning of man monica so i'm excited about that no no dude
0: if you like this show and would like to support us, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. at the People's Improv Theater Loft in New York. Please come on by. Tell your friends. We'll chat with you about Riverdale. Uh, also, we should mention we uh, opened up a Threadless shop, comicbookclub.threadless.com. Got a bunch <laughs> of shirts there. There's a Riverdale After Dark shirt. Also, a bunch of Sabrina shirts you can check out there. Maybe some other stuff. Make requests. We'll put something up.
2: I don't even know. Put a comic book club shirt up of there. Nah, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's crazy.
2: Pete, what do you else do you want to plug? In front of us on Facebook so you get to know about the amazing guests we have on our live show. Follow us on Twitter
1: at Comic Book Live.
0: Also at Riverdale Dark for our dedicated Riverdale and Chilling Adventures of Sabrina tweets. And check us out at ComicBookClubLive.com for this podcast and more, and we'll see you in the dark.
1: All right, now that we're done, what is alone sex called?
0: Oh, <laughs> masturbation. Ah, I've been meaning to try that. Yeah, Google it.